You are now listening to a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week we are discussing the 18th law. Do not build fortresses to protect yourself. Isolation is dangerous. And Mr. Jaren, would you please grace us with that translation, sir? Translation for the week is... Get out and mingle. That's it. Okay. <laughs> pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Get out and mingle. Get out and mingle. All right. Well, I do have a few words from the OG, OGRG. The world is dangerous and enemies are everywhere. Everyone has to protect themselves. A fortress seems the safest, but isolation exposes you to more dangers than it protects you from. It cuts you off from valuable information. It makes you conspicuous and an easy target. Better to circulate among people, find allies, mingle. You are shielded from your enemies by the crowd. And this is exactly why gangs run in packs. This is why rappers have entourages. This is why celebs have security teams. Is because isolation is dangerous. Now, I'm not advising any of our listeners to go join a gang, nor am I promoting that you should try to acquire some type of crazy entourage. I'm just highlighting that you have protection from potential enemies if you avoid isolation. But for that, I feel like that could be some kind of like insecurity issue with these celebs and, and rap guys. So back in the day, a lot of the tough um, old school rappers would pride themselves in being alone, saying that yeah. they don't need any security. I'm out here in these streets by myself. Okay. You know, they didn't That's need a, they didn't need a squad or a gang gang. And so like somebody like Beanie Siegel, you know, I remember he, he would always say, I'm out by out here by myself. He was the security almost, you know. Um yeah. until of course, you know, that that's kind of like the reputation he had, I guess. He just didn't need people to be with them but of course he did get snuffed recently and um right. so that he might have needed a gang gang with him but <laughs> prior to that but that's after he also lunged and he you know he's all skinny he's a hundred pounds down so you know he's older now yeah he's older now but yeah i i think it could be more of an insecurity thing with some of those guys or maybe they read the 48 laws of power man Maybe they was like, hey, Robert Greene said that we need to have a group. So I'm going to get my entourage just because Robert Greene said so. <laughs> Maybe they went that way. Right. So right off the rip, though, Jaren, I want to go ahead and ensure that we note that OGRG said that this law pertains to kings and queens and those of the highest power. And with that being said, we don't. I don't think we have any kings or queens that are listeners. <laughs> so I just want to explain that our listeners that are business owners, entrepreneurs, maybe upper or senior level management or any form of upper level leadership, 
<clears throat> they would need to listen closely because this law pertains to you. Now, for all of our other listeners that are like Jaren and I, who fit in either the following categories, like lower or uh, mid-level management, an individual contributor, or you know, simply a team member, you also need to pay attention because the more rules you understand about the game, you can manipulate the game to your benefit much easier. Or you may become an advisor to a person who's in upper level leadership. Just like we talked about in Law 11, learn to keep people dependent on you. Remember we talked about if you're an advisor to the leader, then you have all the benefits of the leadership uh, without the thorns of being a person in charge. But let's not forget, this is the Corporate Streets podcast, and we can't forget about the street people. So I think just in general, you can, um, you know, just in everyday life, you can still apply this. A lot of people, what's the biggest thing to do on the weekend? Everybody wants to go out, right? Want to go out to the club, go out to the concert. Well, it's probably in your best interest not to go by yourself because you don't want to end up on world star getting stumped out by you know eight dudes so you gotta have your crew with you you still gotta have your posse as phil jackson said <laughs> you gotta have your posse with you and uh so i mean even just in non-business non-corporate in the non-corporate world you can still apply this law. I mean, just like you said, I mean, even though I said, you know, some of the rappers, the old rappers weren't with this. Um, but yeah, even people who aren't in the corporate world can still apply this. True. True statement. I'm glad you cleared that up for me because I did make it seem like it's only for the corporate style. Unless you got the Draco, you can be by yourself. <laughs> exactly. But you got to know how to shoot it. And you got to be somewhat accurate. But anyway, um, <clears throat> one thing I did enjoy I mean, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. about you don't got to be accurate. You just start busting off shots in with the thirty clip, and people will start scattering. <laughs> you don't got to be accurate. Somewhat, <laughs> I'm saying if you want to hit somebody, you don't want to hit yeah, nobody. You just let them off, just to show them. You know, this ain't the, the you ain't the one. Yeah, you do that, and then they're gonna come back. <laughs> Remember, crush your enemy totally. Don't go busting off shots and let them get home. True. And plot against you again. <laughs> True. True. Touché. So, uh, one thing that was very, very interesting that I enjoyed from this law is that uh, the book talked about keeping your ear to the streets like three times. Okay, and it was so. It was so. I don't know. It was kind of like an ode to the corporate streets, even though <laughs> right. he made this almost tw- he almost made this 20 years ago. It was like 18 years ago when he wrote this book. Right. But I kept hearing streets. Yeah, you got to be in tune with the streets. But the OG says, never enclose yourself far from the streets that you can't hear what is happening around you, including the plots against you. <clears throat> he also said, in your absence, conspiracy will spring up animosities will crystallize into factions and rebellion will break out before you have time to react so if you disappear for too long then just know that there will be uh some rebellion brewing there will be some factions against you some annual some animosities crystallizing and in the streets they call that falling off <laughs> true so um, let's say you are um, a photographer. Let's say I'm a photographer. And then all of a sudden I stop. You are a photographer. I stop, uh, you know, really messing with the photography stuff. 
Yep. You know, for whatever reason. I stopped talking to people, you know, the, my old uh, comrades from the photography business. You know, a new model is popping up every single day. Then it might look like I fell off because I've pretty much isolated myself from the industry. Right. You know, the same thing with, with music people. You know, you might have heard a, um, a hot producer back in the day. And, you know, now we don't hear that name anymore. It looks like they fell off to us. Yep, we don't see you them washed. Yeah. They say you washed. You're washed up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, again, even in the streets, you can. This, this law definitely applies. Okay. And with that said, if you want to keep these fates from occurring, you need to encourage and enact a sociable atmosphere. Yep. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I know the listeners out there are like, yo, you're really contradicting yourself. Just in Law 16, you were talking about how you need to use presence to increase respect and honor. And at first you told me to keep my face out of the streets because people start to respect you less. People start judging you more. People start expecting you to be there and you don't become as important. So you got to use that absence to, 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 get, to gain respect. Mm-hmm. But remember... In Law 16, we talked about finding the balance uh, of absence and presence. And we spoke a lot about what will happen if you have too much presence. Well, in this law, we're talking about what will happen if you isolate yourself and show too much absence. So that would be the difference. The balance is important. Too much of anything, you know, you got to do it in moderation. Too much of anything is too much. So. Uh, we talked about too much presence in law 16 we really didn't talk about what happened if you had too much absence well this law specifically telling you if you tell talking about if you isolate yourself and show too much absence the things that can happen and i think jay-z probably has a perfect balance of this we don't see mm-hmm. a lot of him just walking around and stuff you know the of course when people see him that you know the uh, paparazzi are trying to snap photos and stuff but he's not out here making snapchat videos every day and you know carrying on like that but we do see him when it counts man you know. he, we see him when the new hot artist drops he's or, trying to he's trying to do a feature <laughs> yeah that or or he's uh, gracing people with a feature excuse or, me or you know and he shows up to the, the the galas or whatever that he needs to show up to where he's wearing a tux or whatever you know but we, right. we're not seeing him at everything or he shows up to the White House. Yeah, so he, I think he has a perfect balance, and he puts both of these laws into uh, perfect practice. That's true. Now, the OGs noted that Machiavelli believes that fortresses are a bad idea from a military perspective. Now, had you had asked me this question prior to me listening to this law or reading this law, if you would have said, hey, fortress or no fortress? I would definitely have told you that I want a fortress. What about you? Um, I would have, I would have gone against that. You would have went against that. Yeah. You, you already knew that fortresses wasn't the way. Um, you, sir, obviously are not a fan of Lord of the Rings. Oh no, I've never seen any Lord of. The, uh, I won't say any. Uh, when we were in uh, what's the Bilbo Baggins? That book? was the Hobbit. Okay, the Hobbit. I've I've seen the Hobbit. Okay, <laughs> but no, but no, no well, Lord of the Rings. Well, bro. Lord of the Rings. They had this 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 issue. They knew like this big, super large army was coming, full of orcs and uh, goblins or whatever. 
And they were like, okay, we need to either retreat or we need to hold up in this fort. And they were like, uh, you know, they had a big discussion. And it's the Battle of Helms Deep. And they decided to hold up in the fort. Well, this million man army came in and completely took over the fort. Oh, and okay. they almost lost, but they were able to escape out a little tunnel. Only a few people, but pretty much the whole fort was taken over and everybody was killed. Oh, so, so did they have to run for the rest of the movie? Well, they ran for three movies, actually, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Now I don't have to watch six hours worth of movie because they were like two hours apiece. Right. <laughs> right. You just a... saved me <laughs> from having to watch six hours well, worth of movie. Well, I mean, you still got to see what happens in the end. That was kind of like in the middle. But uh, it was an epic battle. But, um, yeah, forts, not a good idea. I think. What else? What else was another popular fort that went down? Wasn't it one in Texas, uh, the Alamo? Oh yeah, remember the Alamo? Yep, the Alamo went down. That was a fort, right? A fortress. Yeah. Oh well, I'm just speaking on all the old cartoons and all the old war movies. <laughs> I was going to say it you did. weren't in power. In Mario Three, <laughs> Mario Three, Cooper had a fort, and I always took that yep. down by myself. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But in the old cartoons and the old war movies, you weren't in power unless you had this impenetrable fortress. And so Machiavelli had made some really good points and he explained why a fortress would be a, a liability rather than an asset. So this was Tupac they make said? You, huh? Tupac said this? No. You said Machiavelli? Machiavelli, the real, the real Machiavelli, oh. the the primary Machiavelli Niccolo the first Machiavelli Niccolo okay I didn't want to screw his name up so I'm glad you set that up for me um so fortresses they make you less flexible right yeah they cut you off from help cut you off from everything Everyone, supplies yeah. and, and everything if if the because that's basically what happened with um on Lord of the Rings they just camped outside you mean nobody I was gonna get, nobody I was gonna out. get to that yeah. well hold on let me get to that for a sec okay. so I'm gonna let you finish uh, every Yep, yep. Everyone knows where you are. If one person gets sick since it's such a close quarters, you can take out half of the of the fortress. Right. Because somebody has some type of contagious disease. Somebody catches the flu, everybody got the flu. Right. Everybody get hurt. So <laughs> uh you kinda gotta be active for that I mean, one. I'm saying you only got so many people you can deal with that you got a finite number but, of people you could deal yeah, with. Yeah, but so. that won't that won't kill you though. You can still fight with herpes though. True. That won't kill you. you might be you can't fight with the flu. Yeah, I couldn't. Even Jordan eat fought when with I the, flu. the flu. Come on, man! If you got heart like Jordan did, he uh, he hooped with the flu. Man, he did that for forty eight minutes, bro. If he would have had another quarter, he'd have been out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was gonna also ask you, and you kind of answered the question: Were fortresses self sufficient? Like, I'm sure they probably had gardens, but did they raise animals? I don't think so. Um, and, yeah. So if not, if not, then in theory, you have to come out of that isolated fortress at some time, right? Because you got to eat. You I would mean, think you can so. only last so long. So yeah. like you said, you could just wait outside. Yeah. They know you got to come out sometime. And there's, there's actually a very real uh, example of this. Um, there's a place called uh, the Hermit State. Okay. A.K.A. North Korea. They have essentially isolated themselves from the rest of the world. 
Oh yeah. And so if they ever get into any battle, nobody's helping. Right. And then like being cut off like that, their people are kind of getting starved out. They're all malnutritioned and they can't get the health services they need. Um, they're, they're not really up on the um, technology that everyone else is up on. Um, they have they have a couple of, of uh, allies, I guess, but they're pretty much choked off from everybody else. And they kind of self did that. Right. Uh, they didn't do anything. <laughs> it's their leadership who kind of. Well, alienated. that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> the people like of, the of people. They like, yo, stop screwing us around, man. You hurting us right now. Shut up. Be friends. Yeah. Build bridges, not walls. So. But they kind of put this front up. You know, they got the people. Not like all the people are starving. Um, they seem malnourished. They can't get the medical attention they need. So, yeah, I guess their leadership are the ones to cut them off. But, I mean, they're definitely paying for it um, by not having, you know, they only got a couple of allies, but they're definitely paying for it. That's interesting, though, that you say that, because when I see video of their army, they look pretty strong the way they're marching, man. They look disciplined. They look strong. They don't look malnutrition. And they're talking about they're getting into nuclear technology still. They're still, you know, practicing with nukes. So their technology isn't slacking that much. I mean, they might not have the latest iPhone, but if you can make Dude, that's all a front. You know, that's just that's just propaganda for you know, to try to kind of flex on everybody to make us feel like, oh, they got a million people. But yeah, they got a million guys who can march in a straight line. But I mean, all they're eating every day is a you know, half of a cup of grits. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so <laughs> they not they not strong them guys are, are hurting you know the ribs are, are, are showing it, it's bad yeah but 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 the funny thing is like they always are putting up these friends like I was, I was watching this vice documentary and um and only like two guys were there like from from america and they were shooting they were i don't think they were openly shooting a documentary but whatever it was like the north korean people put up this uh kind of like a concert and i mean it was this big old stadium and there were like thousands of people doing like this synchronized performance and they were doing that for only probably 15 people that were watching it was really really weird and um and again it's just a front though right they're, they're they're acting like you know they're all good but again they're the hermit state they're cut off i mean people those people are really hurting. <laughs> so so that's that's just another way of how an, a whole entire country isolated themselves and they're paying for it. Like Cuba did it, too. But Cuba apparently was able to be self-sufficient somehow. Well, actually, Cuba didn't do it. Cuba was still good with everybody else except for America. Right. Isn't that pretty right. much how that works? I, so, I believe so. But North Korea is pretty much cut off from everybody. True. And North Korea is the epitome of isolation from the rest of the world, right? Yeah. They're within a fortress. And we just discussed why fortresses are no way to go. We went really deep into that fortress talk and explanations and examples. Now I'm about to bring it all back around. All right. So so stay with me. <laughs> now, think about it. Once you get to a certain level or you attain a certain amount of power as you become a leader, you can't stay cooped up in your office. 
You can't stay locked up in your beautiful home in the hills or wherever else you think you're going to hide away. You can't stay curled up in a ball in the bathroom. You need to get out there. You need to stay open. Keep your ear to the streets, son. Right. You know what I'm saying? You need to know what's going on around you. And you don't want your team or the enemy conspiring against you. So you have to take Jaren's advice, that translation, put into effect. You need to get out there and mingle. This way... There are no real secrets. And if there are some secrets out there, they won't be for long. Well, if you maintain a large number of allies, right? Yeah. I mean, if you get out there and mingle, you're going to naturally make friends. And this is important because whatever that secret is that's going around that you don't know about, it'll find its way to one of your allies and your ally will inform you. However, if you stay locked away in your little you know, in your cute little home, your estate, your house in the hills, locked away in your fortress. If you're not showing enough presence, your people will plot against you and eventually they'll revolt against you. And the OG says that if you want to make yourself powerful, you need to place yourself at the center of things. He also said never think that you're so high up on a pedestal that you can afford to cut communication with your lower ranks. Now, this is important because... You need to know everything that's going on around you. You need to be involved as that leader, as that person on top. You need to be involved. Not so much that you're doing the job all by yourself, but you need to be involved enough to where you have an understanding of what's going on. And you know what? That That's why the... Um the big corporate CEOs and CFOs, that's why they do those town hall meetings. Right. To make it seem like they're touchable. Yeah. Like they're like they're uh they can be talked to. They always come and do it and they're not wearing a tie, you know, they got the blazer on with the collar open. Like I'm just a normal guy. And they allow you to talk to them. And that's just so they can stay or appear to stay in touch with what the people, the little people, um, what their needs are. Yeah. They gotta make it seem like they care. Yeah. Like they're in tune. Yeah. They come down. They come down off the throne every, um, you know, every semester. Probably not even every quarter. And they do a town hall meeting. Nah, ours is one time a year. Is it just once? Yeah, I guess the big guy only does it once a year. Yeah. And during that town hall, when that big boss comes, he's gonna make it seem like he understands your struggles. And really, what he's trying to do is show himself to the people. Yep. And he wants people to see that. He's available and he's a person just like you and also is showing people that he cares and he's around and he can and, and he's getting involved. And that's his way. That's a that's his way of not being isolated. So people see that he's a, a real person and not a mythical figure. And the OG also talks about when people begin to feel threatened, they retreat back to that metaphorical fortress. And the problem with that is your information comes from a smaller group of people which lacks a grand perspective. And that blindness can make you an easy target. Mm -hmm. OGRG says when you feel threatened, you have to make yourself more accessible. You have to seek out old allies and you need to be making new allies. You need to network. You need to attract yourself to other groups. And this is an effort to balance some of the allies that you may have lost with the new allies so you go to a net zero (laughs) you didn't lose any you didn't really gain any but you really just don't want to lose those allies because you want to have that grand perspective 
You don't want to be the one that's locked up in that office. In that fortress or that uh, isolation. Um, I mean, we can we can apply that to just, again, to regular people. Say you're dealing with depression. Your fortress might be your bedroom. Okay, that's true. Or um, think about that that so-called weird guy at work who really doesn't talk to anybody. And nobody really talks to him. And they just, you know, they're just considered the, the corporate weirdo. Well, that's because he's not talking to anybody. He's not being social. People are kind of uneasy about that guy. You know, they don't want to mess with him. He doesn't doesn't want to mess with anybody. And so when the time comes, nobody's going to be coming to him for help or for him to help them. Or, you know, he's not going to have a lot of opportunity to progress because he's isolated himself from everybody. And we all need somebody for progression. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. And maybe that weird guy feels threatened. Maybe they are socially awkward or they're socially different and yep. they feel threatened by coming out of their shell. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the OG says that the more that you're in contact with others, the more at ease that you become. Just think about this for a sec. Have you ever been out of touch with a friend or a family member for so long that when you finally decided to call them, you felt some type of anxiety or you might have felt anxiety when they called you first. Have you ever felt that, Jaren? Mm, a tad bit. Or, you know, or basically go down to visit family or whatever. And it's kind of awkward because you haven't really been in touch with them. Better yet. Yeah. Better yet. Have you ever been in a situation where you've used that debit card like crazy? You haven't checked the balance. You haven't really kept track of your spending and you are afraid to log in and look at your balance because you're nervous that you may have overspent or overdrafted. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time I swipe my card, I'm thinking, like, is this going to be the the decline? You know, I'm just looking at that <laughs> machine, hoping it's going to say approved. So, yeah, that's every single time I swipe. <laughs> <laughs> OK, you know exactly what I'm talking about then. Well. It's that anxiety that makes you not want to answer that phone call or not check that bank balance, which ultimately just makes matters worse. And this is because you cut communication. Had you kept up with that family member or been proactive enough to check that bank balance after each time you swiped that card, you wouldn't have that anxiety because you would have been well informed. You would have maintained being the center of everything. Right. So with that said, don't leave yourself open. You need to stay protected at all times. Treat it like a boxing match. <laughs> you need to protect yourself at all times. And for those that feel like that they gain clarity when they're isolated, the OG says to ensure you do this in small doses. It's because your mind tends to run wild if you're isolated for too long and you start to lose your grasp on limitations. Yeah. And this makes me think of long distance relationships when you are alone for too long <laughs> because your lover is across the state or across the country or across the world and you start thinking about the activities that they're doing with their friends or are they hanging out with another guy or hanging out with another girl and what they're getting into your mind starts going crazy man or if you're cooped up in that house or cooped up in your office you come up with this fantastic plan to take over the company 
or how you're going to take over the world, you start to lose grasp on reality of the capabilities that you actually have or the limitations that you actually have. You just come up with that plan. And this is this is all because you're isolated to yourself for too long. So get out and mingle. Use that uh, <laughs> use that translation that that Jaren hit us with. All right. So this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And as always, we encourage you to go out and copy your own copy of Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power or the 48 Laws of Power. Get yourself the audio book like we listen to. Or if you're old school, get you a hard copy. Again, Robert Greene. I told you last time he was looking for a racehorse. Well, I found out that he wants to have the first racehorse with a gold grill. So (laughs) what he's trying to get these golden teeth for his racehorse. So, again, he needs your support. Yeah, man. Grills ain't cheap. Yeah, they ain't cheap at all. Yeah, he needs your support. And remember this. Just because you have his book doesn't mean that you don't need us anymore. We compliment his book. We serve as a compliment just because you have us on the same token doesn't mean that you don't need to go and go get the book. You need to go build your own interpretation. And so think about uh, we're kind of like when you go get that brand new Cadillac and you need a set of wheels to complement that thing right there. You want to make it look nicer, make it look cleaner, make it look more sleek. That's how we are to the book. We serve as a compliment. That Cadillac would have been just fine on his own. However, that set of wheels... You understand that Cadillac better now. <laughs> or let's say you about to eat breakfast and you got grits. Well, where the cheese from the grits? The cheese? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, be sure uh, if you want to talk about any of these laws, you um, have any questions, um, maybe you're in the fortress and you're trying to get out, holler at us. Because we don't have a million followers like Robert Greene does. We'll actually respond to you. <laughs> you can holler at us on Twitter at Corp Streets, or you can email us um, at our email, the corporate streets with a Z at Z- gmail.com, the corporate streets at gmail.com. And for next week, we have law number 19, and that is know who you are dealing with. Do not offend the wrong person. Try me. That's what that's saying. That's the that's the translation. Okay, Jaren with the translation a week early. <laughs> All right. And so this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the Powercast for people who go out and sow their royal oats. Oh, coming to America reference, huh? We referencing coming to America now. <laughs> yeah, because they're going out, they're mingling, they're sowing their oats, shooting up the clubs all over in Queens, New York. Man, if you ain't seen coming to America, man, <laughs> go see it. That's a classic. <laughs> Prince Hakeem. Yeah. Uh, peace. Peace. and goal attainment. Thank you for listening to The Corporate Streets, 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 The Corporate Streets.